You're listening to For Ama, an audio storytelling series about Namibian women and healing. Grief has a way of transforming how we experience our world. After someone dies, the places we used to go with them start to feel strange and unfamiliar. Though we can remove ourselves from the places that remind us of that person's death, grief has a way of following us wherever we go. Today, we explore what it means to keep on living after a beloved's death. In the story of immigration, motherhood and grief, we ask if it's possible to heal in a foreign land. Our interview starts with our speaker describing what it was like to grow up in Zimbabwe in a very large family. I was born and raised in Zimbabwe. I grew up uh, in the Manikalen province of Zimbabwe, like in the south of Zimbabwe. We were having like four-roomed house. This four-roomed house, it was having a sitting room and it was having a bedroom, like a parent bedroom, and then a very small kitchen. Yeah, that's how the house was very small, but the kids were a lot. With all those people, we used to lie down in the sitting room when you come early in the morning at our house, we can all like sleep in that sitting room. My mom, she was somebody who used to, to laugh, helping a lot. Like when Mozambique was having also crisis. I know when we were growing up, we grew up with people from Mozambique that were staying at our house. Then you can get to know each other's cultures and characters and you don't look at the tribe. You, you just know we are one. We are all created by one God. Just to live as a one big family. I remember my mom used to wake up very very, very early so that we can clean the yard. And in Zim, it's sort of a tradition that you need to clean the yard every morning. <laughs> so we used, she used to wake up us very early and she used to give us duties. Today you're in the kitchen, you are in the yard, you are watering the plants, you are doing this and that. Yeah, so we used to, to do that. I, I still remember her very well that time we were also like nine in my family so mostly we were with mother she died when i was nine years old and my sister she had to take now the role after our mother passed away she had to look after us growing up it was so difficult i remember i also go to work for someone as a maid just so that my other elder brother can go to school it was uh, really very difficult when i get married i thought now, no, I have now a shoulder to lean on. And then, unfortunately, then um, he passed away. So that was another process that I went through that take me very long to heal. So I, yeah, after his death, I go back now to another square whereby I was saying now all the loved ones of my life are just passing away now. What is this? It was uh, it was difficult, but yeah, there's nothing I can do. I I just have to look at my kids and focus with the future where I'm going. I was working at the farm so that I could raise money because I just wanted to go somewhere because uh, the life there now was not so good and I'm having my two kids and somebody just told me about Namibia. Yeah, I think when I come here, I was affected a little bit by the sleepless nights and 
Maybe I was not even eating, thinking, did my kids eat? I'm eating now. Did they eat? Up to when I just decided, no, I need to get them passports and they need to come here. During that time, I was having a other younger sister. She find herself like here in Namibia. She was like dealing with drugs. So she was caught here in Namibia and then she was arrested. And that time she was arrested, she was pregnant. So then I have to come here to Namibia to take the child. So when I come here, the child was placed at orphanage. So when I come here, I just fall in love with those kids. And then I start looking after them at that orphanage. They asked me at that orphanage, if we can raise funds for you, will you be able to take care of the kids? I say, yeah. I started to be at that uh, children's home. You know, if you are raising a child that is not yours, yeah, it's a bit stressful, but I'm happy that most of the kids that I'm raising, they are also from the traumatizing background. So it's like we are in the same category with them. The children were just coming to me and I also have passion like just to pick up the kids from the street. Seeing these kids that are abandoned, vulnerable, abused and uh, orphans. Like I wanted to be just a mother for everyone. I learned this from my mom and because my mom, uh, when I didn't stay with her much because she died when I was small, but when I was told she was somebody who used to get a lot of family. Yeah, she was somebody who doesn't select or choose or yeah, she was just a lovely person. So that's what I'm doing right now, having a lot of kids. For me, I just tell myself that I leave everything in God's hands because I don't know why it happened. I just believe that everything happens for a reason and never quit. All interviews were recorded with the help of Sister Namibia, 99FM, and the Alice Rowan Swenson Fellowship Foundation. Four Armour was created, written, and edited by journalist and writer Amara Evering. Episodes were produced by Armin Jennings, and all narration is done by Lachia Halfiku. We thank all participants brave enough to share their stories on this platform. All stories told in this series are from real people telling their real stories. However, for matters of privacy and safety, their identities will remain anonymous. Rights to this series belongs to Amara Evering and the Alice Rowan Swenson Fellowship Foundation. This is for Ama. That was For Ama, an audio storytelling series about Namibian women in healing. 